4,000 feet uh, speed, uh, 180 knots, one double jingle. Cockpits and Cocktails live podcast. I have Natalie on Skype on my computer over here. Tonight we are asking for your help and for you to join in and ask us questions. Uh, we have some questions that just were sent in right before this that people that couldn't connect um, with this tonight. No pressure. Right. <laughs> cool, guys. Well, welcome tonight. We want to do a live podcast with you. We want you to be able to ask questions and get to know us better because we're here to get to know all of our aviators better and kind of connect the dots. So we want you guys to know us a little bit better. Uh, we did have a few questions come in. That's um, right. So you what have you your think? sheet of questions with you? I do. They're right to my left. They're on the computer. All right. Ready to go? Oh, <laughs> she has a legit printed list. Of course That's she That's right. Does. Of course. <laughs> Um, so I guess we could start out with, um, Heather Penny message and she wouldn't, uh, wasn't able to meet up with us tonight. She was one of our guests. Heather Penny, uh, was a fighter pilot and had an amazing story. She was one of our most recent podcast, uh, guests and yeah. she wanted to know how we met. Do you remember? Well, do you want to, do I remember? <laughs> yeah, I remember in Oshkosh, right? You're right. You remember yeah. how we were, I mean, it took us forever to kind of hook up. We were texting each other and I was right. like, oh, I'm by the Warbirds. Oh, I'm by the Ultralights. Yeah. Oh, it was just like. Because it's like we're 20 minutes like away from each other at any given point. So we were always moving, trying to make connections. That's the year I realized that we need to stop trying to do all these connections. And I'm just going to say, hey, I'm here. Come yeah. find me. Because <laughs> it was just exactly. so hard. Yes, so, yeah, it we was. Met, we met at Oshkosh. We did a little video. I'm interested if you still have that video. Of maybe. course I do. Yeah. Well, I need to post it again, don't I? <gasps> I need to find that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to send it to you. Yeah. I will, uh, yeah, I'll do that. So does anybody, um, I guess we'll just kind of bounce back and forth. Does okay. anybody have any questions for us? Um, maybe keep it a little bit PG. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> And, and not too personal. Us. I mean, we can answer some personal stuff, but we, right. um, you know, let's keep it fun and not yeah. crazy. Um, right. So I will go ahead um, and, and cont like go down the list, I guess, what I have. <laughs> um, I had a question from Nicole Malakowski, who oh, was hey, girl. also a guest. And she it was the first female Thunderbird pilot, if you remember. I do remember. Yes. yes. She is so amazing. She's overcome so much from being a fighter pilot to battling Lyme disease. And yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. If you haven't heard that um, podcast, make sure you go and uh, check it out. That was Nicole Malakowski. We do have a question um, about the engines, I guess. Do we prefer a Lycoming, Continental, or Rotax? Well, I've never flown anything but a Lycoming. How about you, Alyssa? I guess it depends on the aircraft, you know, it's, I think they all have a great, uh, performance for application, but I mean, honestly, you, you just have to, it's all about application. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting, should we, so we're getting some questions on here. Should we answer those before they, you know, get lost in the scroll or do you want me to go ahead and answer what was already sent in? I we go with your Nicole question and then we can go back to some questions. We'll kind of bounce okay. back. Okay. So Nicole said, if you could fly any aircraft in the world, what would it be and why? I know what yours is. <laughs> I mean, the airplane that I would always want to fly, we all know what that would be. It would be a Stearman. Right. Right. But I don't know what I would choose if if I had like my eyes set on one aircraft that I could fly that I've not had a chance to, I mean, I mean, I think it'd be so cool to fly in like an F-16 or something, but realistically, like, do you ever think that's going to happen? <laughs> I mean, and I don't, 
there's like one airplane because I was just started this in like three years ago. So it's not like I have been like drooling over one aircraft since I was 10, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of the same. I mean, I think it'd be cool to, you know, have like maybe flown like an extra, you know, 300, like Patty Wagstaff has or something like that. But also I like the pits. I like things that the open cockpit kind of playing too. Um, Me too. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and if it could be anything, then I would probably say, you know, like, uh, I don't know, the F-22 or something like that. <laughs> but that's probably not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Um, so one of our questions was, what's the best VNAV approach you've ever done? So I'm not instrument. Oh, yeah. Well, I think the most, uh, the most memorable one was... Um, I flew into Daytona Beach on an instrument approach and I had two other female pilots with me and actually it was the first time and only time really I've ever done an approach down to minimums and was just about ready to go missed when I saw the runway and it was uh, Daytona Beach so I will never forget that because I was so nervous the adrenaline was just going crazy and and it was like oh my god it was that moment you hear about there it was all of a sudden it was cool yeah it's like I did kind of have one of those moments when I was doing a few approaches, um, starting some of my instrument things. And I remember taking my foggles off and being like, oh my gosh, like it does work. Yeah, I know. It feels so weird too. It just seems like you're just flying around these random places in the sky. How do you know a runway is going to show up there? Right. And it's, yeah. and you're lined up. How right. Like, how right. does this all work? I know. Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Your turn. All right. Um, let's go with True North Logbooks. They uh, shot us a message, and they have amazing logbooks, by the way. So I got one a little while ago. You guys definitely need to check them out. Um, they want to know if we are both going to join the helicopter rating club. Probably not, but I mean, I'd like to. I just don't know how I can, like, you know, it's expensive. I don't know where I would have the time, when I would have the time to do it. And um, I'm pretty content with, you know, learning to fly different kinds of airplanes and uh, having fun with that. I think it'd be cool. I mean, if somebody wanted to like throw some money at me and or give me free lessons, then I would totally do it. Yeah. Sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> so if anybody knows anybody that wants to sponsor us, just let us know. Um, so for me, helicopters are how I fell in love with aviation is just seeing that view. And, um, I got to fly some out in Vegas recently. So that was pretty cool. So, so yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely high up there for me, but until I'm commercially rated, I wouldn't want to do my transfer over. Um, and it's still going to be in a very expensive process. So I just, and I don't readily have a helicopter available to fly. So Right, right. Yeah, I would totally love to do it. It'd be awesome, yeah. but I just don't know if that will happen or not. But, right. Yeah. Um, okay. We had a question on here okay. about um, how the podcast idea came about. And, That's and a good how, did we, how did we make it work? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I actually was doing on the Fly Girl Kelly YouTube channel. I started doing these interviews with women in aviation and I called it cockpits and cocktails because I wanted to sit down with some female pilots and talk about airplanes and cockpits. And, but I wanted to have fun and kind of socialize and get to know that person. So I was like, well, maybe we'll have a cocktail while we're doing this and I'll just call it cockpits and cocktails. So I did like just a few of those. Um, and then, you know, it, it kind of is like, I like it, but, it just wasn't the right thing, I think, for the channel. And um, so I was like, I did an interview with you early on. And we drank champagne out of styrofoam cups <laughs> at an episode. That's right. We did. Yeah. My favorite almond champagne. It was so good. And um, that name, I just loved the name. I thought it's such a cute name. And it's kind of of what I kind of like to do, talk about airplanes and socialize kind of and just chat. So that's kind of where it came from. And you and I became really good friends. And I know we both are passionate about women flying and we kind of like to tell people's stories. So I was like, well, hey, what do you think about doing a podcast called Cockpits and Cocktails? And there it went. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, when we first started this, we had a few other girls that had joined us. And as you know, it's really hard to get everybody together and make our times work. And so it just kind of fell to us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been really fun. We've had some great podcast guests and some good upcoming ones. Totally. Uh, so stay tuned. Monday, we have a really good one releasing. So yeah. check that out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So We've been really fortunate to have some great yeah. guests. And there's just so many more people out there with a story to tell in aviation. Yeah. So a lot of stories to come. Yeah. Any other questions on there? You want me to go to the list or is it your turn on the list? Um, we could go to the list. Um, I, I'm writing down some of these so I don't have to like scroll back up. Um, oh, gotcha. Okay. Do you want me to uh, read one while you're writing? Um, yeah, go ahead and read one of our lists. Okay. All right. Let's see. This is from Christine from One Plane Jane. Oh, hey, girl. She was a guest. She, fl she flew all the way from Spain to come see us, remember? <laughs> she came to Spain. She really Spain, likes us. <laughs> to Atlanta, and I jumped in a pool in the middle of February in hot Atlanta that wasn't hot. No. And we had so much fun on that trip. Yeah. I'm glad we, we got to do that before all of the world going crazy. I know. I know. Me too. So her question is um, she had a couple of good questions. I'll go with the first one. She's like, right. if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self on the day of your first flight lesson, what would it be? That's a tough one, wasn't it? It's like a deep thinking one. Heavy. Um, <laughs> heavy. <laughs> it, one piece of advice. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I honestly can't answer that one very well because it's just take a big <laughs> breath and realize that you're on yeah. mission because. Yeah. And that you can do it. I probably would have wished I'd tell yeah. myself my younger self, if you have any interest in anything, an inkling of interest in something yeah. and you're scared, just try it. Try it. You can always like quit. And if it's not for you, it doesn't work out. You can't, but you yeah. won't regret it. If you no, try it. no yeah. regrets. Go for no. it. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Do yep. it sooner. Yes, that's true. Do it sooner. Do it Jay Gritz. Yeah. Um, it's funny how I like call people by their Instagram handle I know. I know. or their, you know, Facebook because it, sometimes I don't know your name. So one of our questions that came is, have we ever been a part of the civil air patrol? Mm. I have not. I have not either. I never even heard of it. I grew up in a small town in Tennessee and I don't think we had such a thing because we did have a small airport. Um, but I don't remember a whole lot of like activities for kids around the airport. I didn't learn about it until I was an adult when I was in flight training and I heard about the, the CAP. That sounds awesome. I wish that I had known about yeah. it when I was younger. I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's really great. I have some friends that are a part of it. Uh, but I had no idea, and um, I know you're a part of the commemorative Air Force mm -hmm. stuff, and right. I would love to get a part of that. So we maybe we should do something about that and like talk Ooh, about. Oh, that's a good idea. Yes, ways to be involved. So that might be awesome. a good. Yeah, I love that. Question from the list. Let's see. Why are you having grin on your face? <laughs> <laughs> I like laughing, but we shouldn't go back to that yet. Um, whew, I don't know. Let's do with Sandra. Sandra asked, when is Alyssa getting her own airplane? Sandra was our first guest and one of our good, good friends. And that was a fun trip to Chicago that we recorded. Yes, um, it was. Sandra, I have been like kind of crying myself to sleep every night. Uh, thinking about having my own airplane. I honestly have been looking at hangar space. I don't have an airplane and I can't afford <laughs> an airplane, but I can afford $150 a month for a cute little hangar that I can decorate and spend time on. Yeah. Maybe somebody else will want to put their airplane in my hangar. That sounds know. nice. <laughs> so, I mean, if you know anybody that has an airplane that needs a hangar, I might like facilitate that if I get to yeah. 
Do you remember that movie Field of Dreams? If you build a field, they will come. Right. So if you build or you get a hanger, maybe an airplane will show up there one day. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, where there's a will, there's a way. And you have to have a plan set in place. And you can't. I mean, you're going to have to have a hangar. Well, yeah, I mean, might as well. an airplane could show up and you need right. to have a place for it. <laughs> I mean, if anybody wants to sponsor our helicopter flight lessons or our airplanes, just let us know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was good. Um, one of our questions that came in on here, I'll, I'll ask you um, because that kind of question was aimed towards me. Are you going to any fly-ins or anything coming up? Um Brian mentioned uh, Knolltown Wingnuts, which is in Indiana, I believe, uh, is coming up. And then Rogers uh, Airfield is having their fly-in, which is my favorite fly-in oh, of the year. Yeah. Um, and that's in October. So do you have anything coming up or are you interested in either of those? Uh, well, I would love to be interested in the Rogers one because you talked so highly of it um, when you went last year. It sounds really cool. and It's not that far for me. You know, I'm in Ohio, so it's Kentucky's not that far. Um, there, I was invited to one next weekend, but I really want to go to, okay. So the CAF, the Commitment of Air Force is doing this Arsenal of Democracy flyover in Washington, DC. The last week of September, they've got over 40 Warbird airplanes doing a flyover down like the, the mall there, you know, with uh, all the Smithsonian Museum, all these like, monuments. And I want to go see that. It's not really a place for people to come, like, hang out and socialize right. as far as flying, but you can observe it and watch it. And that's kind of my next big thing that I kind of want to go to. Um, I hope they I, film it or something, because I think it'd be cool for everybody to see. I am um, planning on going to Rogers for sure. Uh, we actually have planned, like, a whole weekend to get away to Lexington and do that. Uh, I don't know if I'll make Knolltown. I can't remember what the date was for that, but we're just kind of up in the air right now, whether we'll fly down to that. Um, but yeah, just let me know if you're going to go to Rogers. And I'll Is Rogers the same weekend as the Arsenal of Democracy? That, uh, Rogers is the weekend before Halloween. So like the October 23rd. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's like a whole month later. Right. Totally not- in for that. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> it's camping. September 11th or 13th, um, Brush Pilot says. Oh, that's that, wing. That's Knolltown. Oh, okay, okay. I don't uh, know anything about that one. So hmm. that same weekend was supposed to be the Stearman fly-in, and now they are having a formation clinic, which I hear there might be like 40 Stearman. Oh, my um, gosh. Wow. So I'm thinking that's their way of saying that it they're not inviting all the public to come hang out, but they're still coming. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> Okay. Sounds good. So, so that might be up in the air. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Is it my turn or your turn or what? What's going on? I think it's your turn to read one from. Okay. Oh, okay. Let's see. Okay. Nancy Bradshaw. Well, this was the only one that really talked about our incident, wasn't it? No, oh, there was one more. That's the one I was kind of laughing Oh, Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. Aaron. Nancy. No, someone asked, where's like the craziest place you've ever landed? And I was like, well, that's a given. Probably that one. <laughs> Probably a highway in Kansas. Yeah, that'd be hard to beat, wouldn't it? Yeah. That's definitely hard to beat. Yeah. Natalie's breaking the internet again. Yes, she is. <laughs> ah, I'm sorry. Having some difficulties, but that's okay. Uh, um, okay. So do you want me to answer um, Nancy's? You said Nancy's, right? Yeah. Okay. So it says, what was the one thing that helped you guys get over the highway incident and give you back the confidence to get back into the cockpit? We talked about that just a couple of days ago, how hard it was after that. um, It took, and still it's not something, you know, it definitely still affects me. The first week after was really, I was like shut down. Yeah, you were... You, I was worried. Um, I think I needed a couple of days to kind of process everything because I didn't really understand how I was dealing with it. Um, but after the emergency out and we landed on the highway, I, it was hard for me because there's some things like, you know, that I'm always like aware of. You know, I'm like always like panicking about like maybe I should fly higher. Um, that way you have more time to react to right. something. Right. Um, if you do have an emergency situation, what are you gonna do? 
And how can you prepare yourself? Not by, you know, everybody's like checklist, checklist, checklist. But with a checklist, it's really hard because you're not going to pull it out. And I'm going to be so panicked to read every little line. So yeah. like putting those in your head. And then I had a friend kind of do, you know, he'd pull the engine back on me and I would have to land it. He's like, okay, well, do you add flaps? Do you not add flaps? Do you trim the airplane? And he kind of showed me that you can fly. Um, I typically fly a Piper Archer typically. Yeah. Um, and we could fly it at 55 knots. That's slow. Yeah, it That's is. Real slow. And I was yeah. like, there's no way I'm flying that at 55 knots. He trimmed it back completely and just hands-free, just kind wow. of let it, you know, come in. And he's like, it, you can do it. So he's like, know that you can fly at those speeds. Yeah. You know, safely, you know, uh, so just, just knowing your aircraft and, I, I think that made me more comfortable in my own yeah, aircraft. Totally. I think I just needed, I needed some time to, um, there was no, like, I just couldn't get back in the plane. You know, I had to fly it back, of course, um, after, and that was terrifying. I mean, I was so nervous that entire time. Um, it was awful, but you know, I kind of had to do that. And then I had to take a step back and slowly kind of get back into it. And I had some friends flying with me quite a bit there. Um, from the get go. And I've only flown like solo maybe three times since. And, um, I'm definitely a lot more, you know, on lookout for emergency landing spots, um, on the ground and paying really close attention to all the noises. I mean, probably overdoing My it, noises, noises are so bad. We flew to <laughs> Michigan yesterday and I was like, that what was that sound normal? Yeah, yeah. Is that, do I have too much? Is there too much mixture? Is there not enough? Like I, I probably readjusted my fuel mixture 20 times and I'm usually like, Matt, pull it back. It's good. You know, it's just, yeah. now I'm just so listening for engines right. and sounds and just anything. And yeah, yeah I would say a little bit more on edge, just not pushing myself since I was uncomfortable, but, and then asking people to help me and, and go with me. That's how I kind of got over it. Um, so a question off of here, we had somebody ask if either of us are involved in um, uh, pilots and paws or angel flight or whatnot. And I personally, I just joined pilots and paws. And so I kind of check it, you know, here and there. And it's kind of one of those things, like if I have the time or I'm off a weekend, I'll check it. I'm not I'm not usually on it every single day, but I try to, and I'm, I'm excited to be able to help out with that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I did sign up and, and joined those probably over a year ago and I haven't really done anything with it. I signed up, I filled all of the information I needed to on both of those. And I think I was still kind of in training and, and just didn't really have the time to do it. And now I've got this, you know, two seater airplane. I don't really know how much I'll be able to help. With that, so, um, I mean, I'd love right. to, to, to help, but I don't know where it's going to fit in right now for me. Absolutely. And, yeah. and you know, it's like I want it I want it to be accessible to be able to help, but it might not work out, you know. Yeah. Something might. Right. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, Julie, it's Julie, right, at SoCal? Yeah, Julie. So Julie uh, said, what surprised you most about starting a podcast or as a result of doing the podcast, like something we hadn't planned for or expected? Okay. Uh, well, what about you? What surprised you the most or what's something that... <laughs> the honest truth? What? The, the cost. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. People, you know, the cost of a podcast, you know... There's so many little things that you don't think about and, and we want to give you guys the best content and be able to do our best and get some people interested in aviation as a result of this. Yeah. Um, so how do you get it out there? You know? And so I think the cost of it kind of surprised me a little bit. I'm like, ah, eh, just post it. It'll be free, you know? And yeah. people make money on podcasts, right? You know, <laughs> I don't know, you know, because I've talked to um, Justin with Pilot to Pilot, and I did see that he joined uh, at some point. I don't know if he's still on or not, but I chatted with him a few times, and um, he's like, you really don't make a whole lot of money. I wasn't expecting to make a whole lot, but we paid no. someone to edit our 
um, yeah, audio. Just to, just to pay for itself would be yeah. great. So yeah. if anybody wants to sponsor an episode of Cockpits and Cocktails, we're working on some of that. So. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have something just to, you know, I'll be happy just covering the cost of what we pay our editor Absolutely. to do it. Um, yeah. I'm just, not trying to make money. I'm just trying to get the word out, but also not be um, so heavy on us maybe in the yeah. later um, anything that, let me think if there's anything else that surprised me about it. Um, I think I was pleasantly surprised at how many stories there are to tell. How many guests? Right. We have a list of people that I know. We have a list for. of yeah. people to bring to you guys. But if you ever have someone that you think we should really interview and that you'd like to hear about more, please reach out to us. And we love leads on like amazing people. Because some of the people that we've interviewed, I had no clue who they were. So yeah. it's kind of amazing. And I love the history that we've gotten out of it. And so, I, I mean, it's very, I think it's informative and fun. Keeps everybody, yeah, it keeps it fun. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I have like all, these, all these new friends. So I love it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Someone just asked, um, what cocktails are we having? I'm having uh, Chardonnay. I am having a rosé. Nice. Yes. I think I think there might be a picture on my story. Um, no. Oh, no. Of your rosé? Yeah. This. Uh, I hit my 250 hours yesterday. Yay! Yay! So I celebrated by a glass of wine last night, but I'm guessing, um, I'm realizing now that that was a Pinot Noir, so. Oh, <laughs> oh well. Oh, well. <laughs> well, congratulations. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I'm also having some water. I like to drink these LaCroix um, sparkling water. So I usually have one of these nearby. This is really good. It's limoncello and I love it. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's like bougie water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go back to our list. Okay. Aubrey, what was the, this is collecting co-pilots, Aubrey. She is total badass. She is a corporate pilot, um, manager. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she said, what is the hardest part of your latest check ride that you've taken? And how did you prepare for that part? Let me think about this. What was my last check ride? Maybe the... I mean, my private was my last check ride, but I'm telling you, that's what's holding me back from my commercial and my instrument is I'm so scared. Um, if you haven't went through that experience, it's, it's scary at first. But once you know what to expect, I mean, you kind of know. But at the same time, it's... For me, the oral part is the hardest. So I need someone like you to sit here and just drill me on questions and me to vocalize it, not just to have it on pencil and paper and it be a multiple choice question. I right. need it to be an oral um, conversation yeah. where I yeah. can give feedback because sometimes I'm like second guessing myself and I might think I sound stupid. So I just don't say it at all or... Well, it's very different reading it and actually saying it. Right. You know, and making kind of, sense of it. Yeah. Right. Totally. I think what I'm thinking of that um, sort of the, the hardest part of two check rides in particular, one was the seaplane rating and then one was my multi-engine and they were both out of town and that has some challenges because I felt really a lot of time pressure. You know, because I needed to get it done at a certain time and get back. So you you feel like this pressure, like, oh, my God, I can't fail this. I can't. I got to pass this. Right. I'm going home tomorrow. You know? Right. Um, so for that, I think what I learned from the multi-engine, which I took, uh, I don't know, a year and a half maybe ago, was... I can always change my travel plans. You know, it's if I'm feeling like I'm, I don't want to fail because I'm feeling like I need to leave tomorrow. Just be open. It's just like when you're flying on a cross country trip as a private pilot, you have to always be willing and ready to say, you know what, it's just not going to work out today and I'll change my plans. So it kind of relieves some pressure if you just do that, you know? 
Yeah. And I'm, you know, so many times I've planned these fun trips or something and we're, and we're getting ready to fly. And we flew to Indiana a couple of weeks ago to a friend's cookout. And I was looking at the weather home and we had just planned to pop over, go to the cookout, fly back that evening. And I started looking at the weather and I'm like, we got to get in the plane now and fly or we're not going to make it home. And it was like a two hour flight. Well, they're like, are you sure? Like it it strung along my entire flight path. It was going to come into us. Like I'd probably be stranded halfway at an airport. I didn't know. I didn't know anybody. Yeah. So we made the decision finally just to stay overnight, fly out in the morning. But that's like the hardest decision to say, you know, it's a no-go, especially if you had plans the next day or... Right, because you want to go home. You're like, I want to be in my bed. I want to get to my place and I don't want to change everybody else's plans. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. hard. It is hard. I think one of the things, you know, when you have a passenger with you and you kind of had a new passenger, I had a new kind of passenger today and just up front just said, look, you got to be understand that things change in general aviation. And so you have to be a little bit flexible, ready for things may not pan out the way we think they're going to. So just be ready for that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so someone asked, where did you get your seaplane rating, Natalie? I got it at Jones Brothers Air and Seaplane Adventures, I think is what it's called. It's in Tavares. Yes. Tavares is a beautiful area. Yeah. Um, I did some hours at Jack Brown's, which is a winter haven. Yeah. Kind of close-ish. Both great options. Um, Tavares is just a beautiful place. So cute. It's such a cute town right on this uh, water, this lake, and the, the town. You basically go... And it took me like a weekend. Um, they have a hotel that they typically use. You can just park your car. I think I flew in from Orlando and you could fly in from Tampa too. Um, just park your car. And I didn't have to drive the whole time because I could walk to the seaplane place and I could walk to my hotel <laughs> and walk to restaurants. So it's like a little vacation. Yeah, a little mini vacay. We yeah. are all about that. With flying and just pretty beautiful weather and it was great. Yeah. Yeah. We actually flew to Michigan yesterday uh, and we get up there and we flew into this airport because they said they had two uh, courtesy vehicles. They had a rental as well if the other two weren't available. So we get there. We actually had a dog as our dog as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So you didn't see pictures, girl? Um, so we had the dog, we get there, we're like ready to go to the beach. Our friends that were supposed to meet us there had to turn around because they had some engine issues with their airplane. So they made the correct decision to turn around, but we get there and they were like, Oh, this is our first day open. We're actually leaving in 20 minutes. Um, we, we don't have a vehicle that you can take the dog in and this uh, cars run it out, but you can rent this one. But then like, they didn't want the dog in the sand if we went to the beach and it was just oh. like this whole thing, but they made it work. Um, but I think with being a pilot, it's just like, we're so used to having to adjust things. Yeah. True. That true. It doesn't like break my heart. If something doesn't right. work out as planned, we'll find right. a way. Yes. So. Yeah. I think you do kind of get acclimated to that kind of mindset, you know? Okay. Is it my turn to ask the question? Do we have yeah. one? Okay. All right. Let's see. Let's go back to, uh, well, Heather. Okay. Heather Penny said, mm, lucky. Wow. She had a lot. She had a lot of questions. <laughs> she has a lot of things she needed to ask us. Yeah. Gosh. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite aviation book. She said, what's your favorite aviation book? Do you have one? Oh, I've read several. Um, I know some. Fly yeah. girl, you were right. What did you, you read? Yeah, that's right. I just did the audio book of Aaron Miller's. Yeah. Uh, final fight, final fight. Right. Um, about the Watt, her grandmother who was a wasp and she fought for her right to be buried in Arlington Cemetery. Yeah. Such a touching book memoir. Yeah. Um, so that was really a good book. Yeah, I, it's hard I, I love to say all of them that involve aviation, right? Yeah, so exactly. It's like, how can you even pick? 
Yeah, I think all my my favorite books about aviation and um, of course, Erin's is one of those because she's kind of the one that got me started on learning more about the wasp. That any of the books kind of about the wasp and World War II, I'm kind of into and aviation. Um, and there's quite a few that have really come out recently because they're really starting to talk about that history of, of the wasp. It's kind of like right. a kind of a secret or just wasn't really talked about before. Yeah. And now you can find books about it. And I just like sucking up all that information and learning Speaking about it. I ordered this sweet patch. Nella. Yeah. I ordered a Peepy <laughs> Nella patch. I was like, yeah, I've got to get that. I'm like, maybe I need a new tattoo. I don't I have knew you were going to say that. Yeah. I was like, she's got to get a Peepy Nella tattoo. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like every girl that loves to travel and has this wanderlust has like a little airplane tattoo. But yeah. I think aviation for me is so much more than that. So I'm like, I, to get an aviation tattoo, it, it means so much more to me. Yeah. So, I mean, and I can't tattoo my whole body, right? So <laughs> I mean, I can, but I just, I have to find what's right before. Yeah. 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 That's quite a commitment. I don't have any tattoos. I'm too afraid to. Hey, can we go get, can we go get matching tattoos? <gasps> you, you might to talk me into that. Maybe. <laughs> BFF. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so great. I mean, yeah, we live on a highway together. To I feel one. like we're bonded. We're bonded for life. I know. But I can't find just one thing that represents everything that I like. That's the problem. Pipinella. She's it, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, next question. Okay, so we have some like little short questions. These are pretty easy. Um, have we ever flown into Leadville, Colorado? I've never flown in Colorado and I have no, um, experience mountain flying really. I mean, I've flown over some, but not really in the mountains or high altitude. So yeah, I have, I have flown there. Yeah. You know, I did, that mountain cool. flying. <laughs> I did that mountain flying with my uncle, <laughs> um, last year, last April, I think, um, in 2019. And we did a mountain flying course and I had this cute RAF retired British pilot talking. He was my instructor talking next to me in his British accent. Is it cute? My theory I, I turned into um, a British accent. <laughs> um, and we landed there and it was, uh, that was a cool experience. Um, it was white knuckling i mean flying around the mountains is pretty pretty crazy but yes that was fun great experience um, so my only experience like mountains i was with my cfi and we were flying a scout back from idaho to illinois and we were flying at like eleven thousand feet ish yeah and all i'm thinking of is like my private pilot's license and like oxygen levels right needed yeah. And so the whole time, okay, so Scout does not have oxygen. Oh. And I'm thinking about it and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm I get altitude sick very easily, oh. like I, like hiking and yeah. exercising in mountains. So I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm gonna get um altitude sick. And I've done the oxygen deprivation thing at Sunday yeah. Fun. So I was and it happened really quickly. So I'm like, I'm gonna lose my mind. So the whole time I had my <laughs> uh pole socks on and I was like it's getting low. It's getting high. It's getting low. And, and he's like, you're watching fine. it the whole time. He's like, you're fine. So he's like, okay, now take a deep breath. And it's like lower instantly. And I was like, oh, okay, we can do this. Like, yeah. But we had to fly at those levels or we weren't going to get through some areas. So yeah, I was like, right. Oh. right. I know. It is a little scary yeah. when you go up that high because I'm not really used to going that high either uh typically around here but um so i did the hypoxic chamber people may not know about this but the faa in oklahoma city has courses free courses you can take yeah and basically you pay for your hotel and you sign up and one of the things that they do well they do all these survival kind of um classes yep. and they really have a lot of cool stuff you do even there's like ditching and a pool and everything we were supposed to do that yeah right yeah, and they have a hypoxia chamber there that you can go in and experience what it's going to be like for you specifically. So you can kind of recognize what the symptoms are going to be if it ever does happen. I think it's really helpful. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think it's helpful because you realize I've listened to a lot of podcasts. And I'm like, how can they like get that goofy and not realize it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but they told me something that maybe is true, maybe isn't. Um, they said that people that are very fair skinned and like yeah. sensitive, that they go a little bit faster for some reason. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe like we're deprived of some vitamin or something that it it hits faster. I'm not sure. But, uh, so he like within a minute was asking me a question about fuel and, you know, if you had, if you were burning seven gallons of fuel per minute or for per hour and you're flying this route, um, how far can you get or how much fuel do you have on board and that kind of thing? And I was just like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, what he's like he's like what's your pulse ox like you couldn't go below a certain level or whatever and i was like well i'm already there (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah they kind of they gave you a sheet in the fia um kind of chamber they put you in in like a group of people and they give you a sheet and you kind of answer those questions every i don't know 30 seconds or something right and you, you know, at first you're fine. And then you start to kind of like, huh, what is my name? How do you spell it? You know, it's just right. kind of like, well, there were yeah. math problems on there. And I was like, hell, I couldn't have done that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, so I was trying to do the hard stuff in the beginning and then kind of do the easy, like write your name, you know, yeah. but I yeah. was gone pretty quick. So. I know it was amazing. Wasn't it? How yeah, it was just it was very subtle in a way because it wasn't like all of a sudden you're like, oh, God, I'm hypoxic. You know, it was kind of like, I don't know, it was a very subtle, almost like uh, like you're buzzing kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah really it, was kind of, it was really odd. Yeah, yeah, it was a little bit weird. Right. Um, somebody asked the question. Um, they're looking at a 152 versus a 172 in our thoughts and. My thought is to get a piper. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm a low wing girl. And I, if I had to choose, I'd probably choose the 172 just because there's four seats. There's a little more power. But at the same time, I'd choose a 182 over a 172. I feel a lot more stable. Um, I guess it depends on your budget. And, you know, we have a, I have access to a 152 and a 172. Um, at this um, flying service that has these rentals you can use. And if I'm by myself, I'll take the 152. So if you're going to be doing a lot of flying by yourself, then that's going to be probably the most economical. If you're not doing a lot of cross country, um, that would probably be fine. If you want to take people and you want to go far, then I would probably try to get something bigger uh, if it fits within your budget and go with the 172. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the 152 is definitely like a little play around, get some landings, train yes. purpose. Right. Fuel efficient. Yeah. It's, totally. And it's a lot of fun. Like, yes. uh, my buddy, we'd slow it down and pop open the windows. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. You can't do that in the Piper. Right. True. Pretty True. Cool. I'm not seeing the questions, by the way, on Instagram, so you have to tell me. But I can go to a question on the sheet if you want. Sandra Sandra popped on and said uh, she loves us, misses us, and we all need to plan a trip to Tahoe, which I totally agree. Totally. I'm in. (laughs) I'm in. Yesterday. Okay. Do you want me to ask off the sheet or you want to ask? Sure. You can ask. Pick one. Okay. Um, oh, this is a good one. I love this one. This is from Nicole Malakowski as well. Um, what's your favorite training maneuver to fly? And I don't know if you've done this one actually, because you haven't started commercial yet, have you? Um, I've done some, some commercial maneuvers before with a friend that was training. Yeah. But not really on my yeah. own. No. My favorite is the power off 180. Oh um, yeah. Love the power off 180. Totally. So it's so fun. fun. Yeah, and figuring out, engaging, kind of, you know, just yeah, you want to make like it immediately turn yeah. for the turn for yeah. the runway, you know. Just, yeah, and I, I actually, so when I started learning, I, I wanted to make a really long final because mm-hmm. I wanted that speed perfect, and I felt like it took me a while to get that. The more I'm making myself uncomfortable on final, 
like doing a power off 180 yeah. or um, having to cut it short or not being able to set up this long final because of something in the way or, right. you know, and just having like, oh, I'm too high. I have to slip it in to yeah. keep that constant airspeed. I think that's made me a better pilot. So, yeah. I agree. I you pay a lot more attention to other things that you can do. You're not always going to have the option to do a long final. The perfect long, yeah. Right. Exactly. right. So you need to be able to figure so, it out. And it's kind of like a little quick puzzle. You got to you know use your head really to figure out what to do. Slow down, you know, nose down, lose altitude, slip. You know, it's just like all these little tools that you have to get down. Kind of absolutely. a challenge. You have yeah. so much. Yeah. So yeah. use it. Um, do you have a favorite maneuver? Or is that it? Um, I don't know that it's anything favorite. Um, training maneuver wise. Yeah. I love doing lazy eights, but that's not a training. Maneuver. Well, it's a commercial maneuver you do, but oh. that, that wasn't one of my favorites. I didn't like it. I like it. I mean, in the steerman, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when we did, when we did uh, my spin training, we did some lazy eights oh, and yeah. stuff okay. like that, just to yeah. get like a better feel for everything and yeah. some tailwheel training and just keeping everything balanced. And so that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. All right. Light aerobatics. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now what? You have a question, or you want me to? Um, we were asked. We were asked if um, we are uh, part of the 99s. I am part of the 99s. Are you? Absolutely. I'm a yeah. part of everything. I feel like I am seaplane, even though I don't have my seaplane. <laughs> I I have, so I have the seaplane association, EAA, um, yeah. 99s, uh, women yeah. in aviation. Um, yeah. I just think everybody has a little something to offer. Totally. Yeah. It, they're very minimal fees and especially like AOPA, they do so much in the background for general aviation pilots that yeah. we really need to keep supporting them. Yeah. Um, cause they're out there fighting for our rights essentially. Right. So, yeah, so. I agree. There's something to benefit from, from each of them. If you can afford a membership, then I say join, join as many as you can. Yeah. And a student membership is usually cheaper. And I didn't realize that at the time. So I like waited till I got my private, my pilot license. And then I joined and I was like, wait a minute. Oh like, shoot. I should have joined earlier. Students are cheaper. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, the 99s I joined at Sun and Fun my first year because I had no clue all of these organizations existed because I'd never been to an air show or been around pilots. I just did my license didn't know about yeah. yeah. And so I went, remember going to the little cottage houses at Sun and Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the 99s had a little house and they let me use their electricity to charge my phone. Oh. And um, so I talked to these little ladies and they yeah. were so sweet. And, and I yeah. think everybody just like comes together to help you. So I think it's um, a lot of great organizations. Totally. Out there. Yeah. And you don't have, if you don't join, cause like with the women in aviation, if you don't actually, if you are not, not a member, you don't have access to their scholarship listings on the website. So I say it's worth, um, cause there's tons of them, hundreds. Yeah. It's worth joining and figuring out what people are looking for in scholarship winners and, and applying for some of those. Well, and if you are on here now and listening, um, Please make sure that you guys stay tuned. My scholarship, I am very delayed on posting and getting everybody to submit their applications for two scholarships that I will be giving away. So um, stay tuned for that. Yay. Can I apply? It's a lot of work. <laughs> you can, but I guarantee you won't win. <laughs> yeah. That'd be kind of a waste of time, wouldn't it? You know, um, just so everybody has this um, in their heads is, when I do this scholarship, I know way too many people because I'm very connected with everybody in aviation, as are you. We don't allow each other to win um, our own prizes because right. we are good friends. People think that's rigged. Right. So we don't want that to happen. But with my scholarship, I am making a board of um, scholarship people that way. Um, I have no bias. Yeah, I, I yeah. can't choose anything, and I will honestly not see until I have five in front of me. And yeah, I'll probably have them submit me without names, without anything. Um, yeah, it's hard. I have some people not even in know. aviation yeah. that, are, that are gonna help me because then they don't know any names. Yeah, you know. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think that's good for sure. Yeah. Okie dokie. Yeah. What single trait do you think makes pilots cool? Wow. I would have to say their sense of adventure. So. Yeah. Um, adventure, maybe. Um, the ability to step up. Adaptability. Yeah. Adaptability. Yeah. Yeah. Um, totally. I yeah. don't feel, I mean, there's days that I feel cool, but it's usually when I'm not around <laughs> any other pilots. I remember yeah. when I went to Oshkosh the first year um, and I was like, I flew my own airplane in. Yeah. And I was so proud of myself. And I was like, I'm a pilot and I flew in at 87 hours. Yeah. And they were like, what'd you fly in? And I was like, oh, Piper Cherokee 160. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, oh, I fly an F-16. And I was like, okay. cool. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so, you know, it's just those kind of things that I'm like, you know, I don't really, in in our world of aviation, I'm just another person. But True. It's, it's fun to, like, have other people excited. Oh, yeah. Flying. Anybody flying in any kind of airplane is cool, right? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so the flying bucket list was a question. What, um, it says flying bu bucket list, where, what plane and with whom? That's a good one. Ooh. You take it, girl. Your turn. <laughs> okay. If I had a bucket list, I would fly the pink steerman. Okay. And I'd fly it into... Mackinac Island. Oh, okay. And, nice. And I would probably, I'd take my dad. Oh, um, nice. The reason being is my dad has such a love and for the air and love for aviation. I'm taking him to Vegas for his 60th birthday. Yeah. To go flying. Um, I just, I don't know. I want, I want people to experience what I I love in aviation. Open cockpit, beautiful yeah. places that you can fly to that aren't really accessible. Yeah. Unless you're by ferry or by airplane, like Mackinac yes. Island. Yeah, um, yeah. True. And with people that you love. Yeah, that's awesome. What about you? So I guess I would say... Um, you're not going to like this answer with the airplane choice, probably. But I would say probably a Cirrus. <laughs> I know. Because I want to go from like Maine. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. From like Maine to like California with my three kids. So I need to have something that they could all fit in and be comfortable. And we could just like just go anywhere you can go, you can go really you can climb really high above the mountains so you know like a turbo series or something just for this trip so that we could see all these cool so places for one trip i'll let you fly a series <laughs> okay. okay um i've actually flown a series and i don't mind the sr20 is what i flew yeah I, I didn't mind it i just feel like it has a very shallow climb out um i don't know there's just it has the spring-loaded ailerons. It just felt very... Well, I mean, it's different. You know, it's... Um, it's different. It's, I think it's a great airplane. It's not... Um, I don't know if I'll ever own one, but I think it's great for... If I know that I'm going to get places and, you know, we flew in Colorado with someone that had a Cirrus and they were just above the mountains in no time. It was turbocharged and it was... Um, it was like, wow. I mean, you really could do anything in that plane. And it's comfortable. Uh, Sandra just said, laughing my ass off. Lyalis's uh, <laughs> reaction to Natalie's wanting to fly a Cirrus. I know. Um, but yeah, everybody was laughing about me and my facial expressions to you wanting to fly the Cirrus. But I do understand it's all about application. And like this chairman has an application and it's fun flying and open cockpit and that nostalgia. And um, bush planes have an application and Cirrus have an applica application. Um, That's true. It. So I appreciate all airplanes right. and um, totally, you know, they all have a great 
they all have their purpose and, and can work out really well, you know? Yeah. Okay. So what's next? Um, Scott Miller asked if the pink, uh, Stearman is in Lexington and it is indeed in Lexington. So, I mean, I will be in Lexington in a couple months, so maybe I'll give them a ring and see what's shaking down there, but, um, it's privately owned. So, I mean, he might get tired of me. Yeah. You know, my son is now in Lexington, um, going to UK. So that might be a good little trip for me to take and, and visit with, with him and go to the spine and check it out. I have to like hike to this thing or something, right? You do realize it's in the sticks in the hollers of Kentucky yeah. and there's one shower and it's outdoors <laughs> and it's camping. Yeah. yeah. Well, Hey, I can do anything for a night or two, two right? Remember, you pilots are adaptable. It. Pilots are adaptable. Remember that, Natalie. Just keep reassuring <laughs> yourself of that. Um, yes. Yeah. So, um, as long as I have you a nice big down comforter or mattress, I mean, surely they've got that, right? Yeah. Well, you can bring an Arab mattress or something. Yeah, Natalie camping. Yeah, super funny. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so we're actually, well, don't you? We're driving to Lexington and going to stay. So we will have all the amenities. We will have all the bougie coffee because I, we actually had a picnic today and we had like a table and chairs and all these things that I like brought out because I'm a little bougie. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about from the questions that we got submitted? Well, I mean, there were a lot. And just so you guys know. Um, we had a lot of questions and, oh, um, I have a good one. Okay. What, um, do you have any aviation crushes, inspirations and why aviation crushes? Wow. Um, well, I just don't know if we need to go there. <laughs> I mean, is there just like this pilot? It's like when you say like, see him, you have to go see his air show or, is there someone that like you aspire to be or get to fly something? Oh, totally. To yes. Yes. I who want to be Patty Not Wagstaff. who like you want to date because they might be married, but <laughs> I want to be Patty Wagstaff. You want to be Patty Wagstaff? Yeah. I kind of agree. She's kind of a badass. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to be Melanie, uh, a stale, a stale. Oh. Yeah. 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 She is, um, a, performer she flew red bull air races i met her she's yeah. so badass um love her to death mm. i feel like there's somebody um scooter i i mean i have like this like airplane crush on you know quicksilver <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah just an airplane crush guys yeah, I, I am in love with any um, Corsair or Mustang. Um, what else? Those are probably my two favorites. Uh, yeah. Julie yeah. Clark. Yeah. Julie's awesome. Oh, you can see questions now. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, it just started scrolling. Oh, cool. I can see them. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, so we have been talking for an hour. Yeah, so I think that's I, a good I podcast. talk for another hour. <laughs> right. I mean, we could just talk forever. I mean, nobody oh, no. really wants to listen to us after a while, probably. But you can check out our podcast. Make sure you go over like our Facebook page, or our Instagram page, Cockpits and Cocktails. Yes. Also, go to um, whatever you like to listen to your podcast. It could be Apple Podcasts. It could be um, Spotify. On yeah. So yeah. just wherever you listen to your podcast, go there, look up cockpits and cocktails, subscribe, like all yeah. of our stuff yeah. and make sure you tune in because we have some pretty badass females. In totally. Our yeah. So and we're I not mean, just saying that because pilots, it's our show, but they're good. They're awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I'm pretty impressed. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned a lot about a lot of the cool, cool women in aviation and Kevin from Aviators Market. 
Sorry, you were tuned in too late. And too late. Oh, there's a Le- there's a Mustang in Lexington. Jeff says there is. Wow. I mean, do you have do you have a hookup? Because like, yeah, send, hey. <laughs> send us the number. Who is this yeah. person? Eight six seven five three zero nine. I think is the number actually. Oh, there you go. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. It's been a great evening. Sorry we got kicked off at our hour mark. Um, if you have any questions for us, feel free to kick back and ask us. Uh, we would love to have some new, uh, leads on new podcasts. So if you have anybody have any good ideas, just shoot us a message, add us on cockpits and cocktails and yeah. Yeah. We have some good episodes upcoming on the podcast. So make sure you subscribe, pay attention because uh, you don't want to miss these ladies that we're going to have on the show. Absolutely. So thank you guys so much for checking in and hanging out tonight. Yep. All righty, girl. I will see you later. Peace out. Cheers. (laughs) Bye. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Cockpits and Cocktails with your hosts Natalie Fly Girl Kelly and Fly Alyssa. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and join us next time for a lively discussion on aviation, aerospace, the air travel industry, and all things flight related. Aerospace and the air travel industry. Let it go to my head, I should let it fly.